Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Not Tuesday show. Uh, I've been filing these videos in the playlist under Chen Reaction. Uh, let me know. Maybe I could just call this now officially the Chen Reaction show, basically, uh, instead of having it be <laughs> uh, 10 minute videos. They just happen to be uh, two hour long reaction videos. Uh, I did ask the question in the chat, and a lot of the YouTube comments that I got have told me that they do prefer it in one long video, so I will keep uploading things as one long video for now. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about some fighting game stuff over here. Uh, not haven't gotten to that topic just yet. But before we get started with anything, let is let's go ahead and talk about some fighting game news, shall we? So uh, this last week has actually been. Uh, Pretty <laughs> yes, Lurker Spine Chen Cyclopedia, the Chen Cyclopedia. Shout outs to Jadelin for that one. Uh, I like it, and I'm definitely gonna use it as much as I can. The Chen Cyclopedia. Uh, I definitely wanna. I need to put that in my Twitter bio at this point in time. Uh, but you know, uh, let's talk about some fighting game news first, shall we? I always like to talk about the news before we get started. Lots of news here. Uh, look, uh, here, let's also format this nicely, shall we, on the stream? There we go. Uh, we got a lot of good, cool news here. Some definitely, uh, ginormous news. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, however, is that, uh, Team Sam Show has been revealed uh, for Samurai Show, uh, for King of Fighters 15, and it's coming out uh, next week. Next week, actually. So, one week from today, Team Sam Show will uh, obviously be coming out. And yes, Gundam Jehudi Kai, we would love to cover it a lot more tomorrow. Unfortunately, uh, due to conflicts, we won't be able to stream. Uh, synchronized tomorrow we might try to do so on Friday so we'll probably try to stream a synchronize on Friday uh, we will definitely analyze it however Olaf and Kitty are gonna do an impromptu stream I think on Kitty's twitch to definitely uh, go over this and talk about uh, the trailer and some of the cool things but you know while we're here uh, we might as well take a look, right? So, uh, let's just do this here. So what I'm gonna do here is turn this on over here. Again, apologies to everybody who's watching this from, uh, oh, listening to this uh, as a podcast, but we're just gonna be watching the Sam Show trailer. Not gonna break it down too much here, but let's just definitely take a look at it and enjoy the Sam Show goodness. <laughs> こういう思考悪くね。さあ。やろうぜ。ハオマル。おい、さあ、もうこっちに来てたとはな。元気にしてたか。ちょっと、何言ってんの? あんたとは初対面よ。初対面。Dude. Oh, you guys are watching at home how Mar just did one of those level 1 2 3 combos and it looks brutal. 
comes Nakarudu. ファーフォーワイ。目的を同じとするものとして共に戦うことはできないのでしょうか。偉大な異邦の師匠。ダーリン。I'm that they decided to give everybody new supers that they didn't just recycle stuff. Dolly Daga. Dolly Dagger. I'm glad they put a heart in her dialogue. <laughs> they actually just put a heart in Janae's dialogue. Emoji style. Yeah, she's a boat builder. A lot less blood, I'll say, in Kiowa 15. That super is familiar looking. A lot less blood than the version in, uh, yeah, there it is. 10-4, 2022. Coming out on all the platforms and such. They did say that they're adding uh, maximum impact music also to the DJ station. Uh, no word on a patch yet. Obviously, a lot of people do think that this game needs a patch, and a lot of people would definitely be happy for this game to get a patch. I mean, the matchmaking is obviously a problem, but also Cronin. Cronin could potentially, it has really kind of like dampened, I think, a lot of people's uh, spirits for this game. This will definitely be nice to have some new characters to inject some life back in. But uh, let's just hope that there are some balance changes to come with the game, uh, with this patch. Some people, I know like Meta Abe on Twitter was saying that, you know, with new characters, let's, let's hold off on the balance patch. But if anything, I think nerfing Cronin is uh, valid. Because as annoying as a lot of other characters are, like Janae, like uh, Kula, etc., I really do feel like Cronin is just like, like visibly publicly and just like presence wise like the biggest biggest elephant in the room you know he's not even as broken as broken characters can be in fighting games but in a game where you're allowed to play three characters what that happens is that people can pick their favorite character and Cronin at the same time <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's a factor in there but as I said uh, hopefully on synchronize we'll try to break this down this break this trailer down a lot more lot of really cool things apparently Mai was a guest in Samurai Showdown 1 in a ending or something and that's what Haomaru and Mai are talking about that's why uh, they have that little conversation which is an amazing 
you know, just like super history aware uh, little Easter egg for them to throw in there. And those are like the coolest things ever. So uh, I know I have it set here for the second thing, but let's talk about Exert Rollback uh, after <laughs> because that's definitely the biggest news. But uh, what we did get as well uh, last week, I obviously had my four hour extravaganza of going over Street Fighter 6 information. Uh, at the time, the Dalsim and the Honda trailers on Twitter were not out yet. So let's just take a glance at these. Like I said, I'm probably not going to break these down super hugely, but uh, let's take a look at these things over here. Dude, okay, so I said last week, I was like, wait, is that his taunt in the photo? And sure enough, here it is. I mean, this is, I really hope his hurt box extends that far that you could hit his hand because then it would be an even more epic taunt, but we'll see. Like, he's like, hit me. I mean, that's like the best taunt ever. God, the range on his normals are amazing. But again, dude, that, the graphics, oh my God. And now his EX fireball is just his V skill too. And he can regular air fireball in the air. Why? Why would you do, and he has an EX from the air Capcom. Why would you do this? He has a yoga blast as an anti-air. The EX one is hella fast and this, animation like let's just look at that again dude tell me that that isn't just the most beautiful thing ever dude like just all of his animations like his walk animations let me see if there's like where was his walk animations I know, okay not here a little bit earlier but his I mean the the image and oh, by the way, the way he throws the fireball is genius. The, the up fireball, he actually spins his whole body around. It's hard to see on the flash, but like he literally spins like completely around and like shoots up from going around. It's actually, it's super sick. Yeah, I don't think we can see his walk animation as much here as we could see it in all the other trailers, but his walk animation is really good. But the super animation is just like the best thing. Like, that is just so sick. And the music is sick as well, for sure. So yeah, he looks very similar to Street Fighter V Dalsim, uh, but a little more terrifying. But again, you know, his moves have really long range, and that's definitely a scary thing. But remember, a lot of characters' moves are much longer range in this game, and it makes sense, you know, adding things like the drive rush, the drive impact, the drive parries and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, they gave you more tools to fight these long range buttons. Street Fighter V was kind of devoid of defensive mechanics. And so we saw what happened in season one when Chun Li had that standing heavy punch. She dominated the game, she killed everybody. And in fact, she still kills a lot of people in the current. Uh, version of Street Fighter V with just standing heavy punch <laughs> Lucia <laughs> um, 
So, you know, it's hard to give people long-range moves in Street Fighter V. So Street Fighter VI, because there's a lot more defensive options, ways to blow up people for maybe throwing out heavier buttons like that, uh, it's definitely more fitting to give people long range. So I'm excited to see how that's going to play out for Street Fighter VI. But then they also did this one here. Now, obviously not as crazy as the Dalsam one because a lot of people are already predicting doom and gloom from Dalsam. And God, I mean, I don't blame anybody. <laughs> I can't blame anybody. Uh, which one was your third strike clip, Rakurai? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, here we go. Uh, Rakurai says I retweeted one of his clips. So very strange. Oh, oh, very straightforward. We've seen that before. Same thing. So very Street Fighter V-esque right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, the four-second KO, yes. So that's interesting. I mean, that... I mean, that's new, obviously, and which is a sick-looking move because this is... That's the actually the most sumo-looking move that he's ever gotten. Like, that's actually a sumo-looking move, which is really sick. I also like the fact that he looks really Japanese in this game. However, I mean, honestly speaking, like, we didn't get to see a super, we didn't get to see much. There wasn't really much in this trailer, which was very, very odd. Like, I feel like we went from, like, this Dalsam trailer of just absolute madness to Honda being relatively tame. Uh, but, you know, maybe they don't want to scare people away because Honda's just such a pain to deal with all the time. I mean, like, Blanca looks so crazy, but Honda is weird. Like, I, I don't know if anybody had noticed anything that's really unusual about Honda. Like, I mean, do we have any signs here, for example, that a sumo headbutt is not a charge move anymore? Like, we don't have any situations where we see Honda just stand there and do a sumo headbutt. The only time he does a sumo headbutt, he has plenty of time to charge. That's his same thing as his V-Skill 2 power-up. So that gives him the ability to slap down, I guess. But like I said, that's plenty of time to charge. So I don't think that uh, we have any word on whether or not Honda is a charge character or not at this point. That's plenty of time to charge for the butt slam as well. So while Blanca clearly looks like he's no longer a charge character, Honda still looks very, very much the same. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, strangely enough, not as much information about Honda. Now, let's get to the big news here, right? Let's get to the big news here. I mean, look, I... Where is this? Where is this? I should have pulled it up. Arc system works, right? Arc system works. Here it is. Uh... CEO Taku was just this past weekend. And before the Strive Top 8, they showed this video. Let's rock.
I cannot wait until all the hordes of Strive players go back and play this and discover that all characters with guns and Guilty Gear are a problem. <laughs> Dude, it's Rakurai, it's just how it works, right? He says, I like it how rollback netcode is becoming a selling point in fighting games today. I've always joked that you could just put a trailer that just says, game, rollback, the end. And that's it right there. That's it. They just did that trailer. And the one thing that I really, really want to talk about, and what do you mean, what's the background on the title? Uh, I'm not sure, Joseph, Joseph T. Uh, oh, are you talking about the, the rage clip that I put on the intro? I'll talk about that in a second for sure. Uh, but look, I mean, I am... This is unprecedented, okay? Like... The longer and longer I thought about this, the longer and longer I thought about this, the crazier this announcement got. Like, Arxis, you have to give Arxis so much credit. And in fact, I mean, look, whatever system they're using, I hope everybody copies it because clearly Ark's system works, man. I'm telling you right now, because what they are doing here is just at another level. They have a current game that still has DLC being made right now. They are still selling Strive. It's brand new. It's only in its second year. Fighting game developers have very rarely ever, ever, ever supported the previous version of the game because they want to sell the current game but here they are and this really plays into what Daisuke talked about like he literally said in an interview if I'm not mistaken that he said uh you know I want to do something different if you like the previous game you can still play the previous game to which everybody else was like yeah but we can't play it online because of no rollback netcode blah 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 but you know Daisuke stuck to his guns. And you know what? They're putting... Like, a Japanese company has decided to support the previous version of the game. And you know what? It's, it's genius. Because look, you aren't... There are all those players out there who love Exert, don't play Strive. You're not getting them to play Strive. You're not getting them to play Strive. That's just how it is. And I think they realize this. And like, to, to, to even get to this level, again, I almost made my whole entire stream today about this topic alone. But the fact that they are supporting the concept in the fighting game community that we play what we love regardless of how old the game is by being the rollback ambassadors of fighting game development, by porting it back to all their old games, is absolute madness. 
And yeah, I mean, King in the chat says, Grand Blue's turn next, sad face. I really hope that this lights a fire under side games' ass. I mean, honestly, like, to see how excited everybody gets about this and maybe have them go, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Dude, Gundam Jehudi Kai, like, oh, Melty, you're talking about Melty, yeah. But for me, I love Guilty Gear. I barely played Exerd. Because the netcode was so bad. Like, I'm actually excited to go back and play and actually try to get decent at Johnny, who's super broken. But you know what? I deserve that for all my life of XX before plus R, okay? Johnny got worse in every freaking game. So uh, I deserve that. But <laughs> here's the thing. Like, it would be great. And, and you know what? He's not in Strive, so I'm not going to have muscle memory problems. Like, it'll just be really, really cool to be able to play this online. And it's just, it's so crazy that they decided to do this. And, I mean, again, Arxis of all companies is probably very aware of how much old games can have scenes revived, right? I mean, there's no such thing as a dead game. Arc System Works' very, very first fighting game ever created has a scene today that didn't even exist back in the day. Their very first fighting game wasn't even a game, wasn't even a, 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 a thing. And it has more of a scene today than it ever did before. Yes, that's right, Sailor Moon S. Sailor Moon S on the Super Nintendo was Arxis's very first fighting game created and has more of a scene today than it has in the past. Now, you know, some people are saying this is probably a net loss for them. Don't believe that Arxis themselves is doing the net code. You know what? Who cares? <laughs> this is amazing. If it's a net loss for them, that's even crazier that they're willing to do something like this. If they hired other people, this is good because they need to do that. But again, more people have already jumped on to play Exert in the past like few couple of days than like uh, in the past months, right? Like, and yes, Goodwill pays off. This is the thing. Goodwill is the most important thing money can buy. Honestly. Like to have people like me, influencers like me, talk about this and gush about this and say amazing things about uh, Exert, about Arxis, throwing this back and, and putting rollback netcode. Goodwill is such a powerful weapon. And I think Arxis is really starting to learn that and understand that. And if they got the same people that did the plus R netcode to do the Exert one, that's perfect. And not only, but I mean, God, that's a lot of work too, because Exert is obviously a much more graphical, difficult game to do, but it's just, it's so great. It's so, okay, so some people in the chat are saying it's a different group, but again, just absolutely unprecedented this kind of thing is. And again, I just want everybody to remember, and again, this is the power of good, solid, constructive communication. Okay, good, solid, constructive communication.
They put out the polls. Strive was supposed to be delay-based netcode. In fact, the very first beta for Strive was, was delay-based netcode. And they were saying, don't worry, the next beta will not be. We are changing this soon. And it was because everybody typed in the polls, wrote in the polls at Frosty Fousings and Arc Revo and all the events that they put the polls out there that they decided to change. Strive came out, is the highest selling Guilty Gear game in the history of Guilty Gear. And they've been porting it back to every single game and they see the kind of buzz and excitement. If it was not for you and your constructive feedback via the polls, which Arxis, to their credit, took very, very seriously, if it wasn't for that, we would not have had rollback and strive. And honestly, we might not have the revolution that we have today. Because again, Street Fighter V's rollback did a lot of damage to the credit of rollback. A lot of people didn't like it and had bad experiences with it. And then when Strive came out, and even during the beta, even Japanese players were playing it and were like, this is what everybody's been yelling about? This is rollback netcode? This is fantastic. Like, even Japan with their amazing infrastructure, <laughs> uh, you know, realize the power of rollback. And so we are in a position right now where thanks to you guys, we have this kind of unprecedented situation where they're putting rollback back in the game and the public test starts late October. Guilty Gear, Exerd, Rev2, rollback public beta test. One thing I, I should put up here uh, really quick. I know I retweeted this, so let me see if I can find this. I just thought of this, otherwise I would have pulled it up ahead of time. Uh, let's see if I can find this tweet here. Here we go, found it. Okay, so shout outs to Tomic, uh, or I should say Hirsch191 uh, for this tweet here. But he tweeted this out here. Here's a pic of how to buy Exert on Steam since it's a little confusing. Please retweet to save people the confusion. You want the version that says buy Guilty Gear Exert Revelator plus DLC characters plus Rev 2 all-in-one does not include optional DLCs. So I think what they mean by optional DLCs is like all the voice packs, etc., etc. And so on this picture here it says, here you go. Uh, this comes with Kumhei Hyun, Dizzy, Raven, and the Rev2 upgrade. Rev2 includes Answer and, and Biken. It is $14 US cheaper than buying Rev1 and the Rev2 upgrade separately. This is the package you want to buy. And then this down here says the, the all-in-one package is, this includes the above, but includes items obtainable in-game like pallets and system voices and stuff. So if you want to buy the game minimally to get all the characters, it is the uh, uh, Guilty Gear Exert Revelator, Revelator plus Rev2 all-in-one does not include optional DLCs. This is the package that you want to buy. Also, on Steam, I will note that the game does go on sale quite often. So I don't know if you want to wait to see if it jumps on sale at some point in time. 
And so uh, if you want to be patient and wait to see if it actually happens. So yeah, pocket bacon. Um, so basically Street Fighter V's rollback netcode just had a lot of technical problems. In fact, uh, people who have worked on rollback netcode games before have actually said they already know exactly what the problem was. There was even the Ultimore patch that came out that fixed a lot of it. Not every case. There was definitely edge cases where it didn't work, but it improved it drastically for like 90% of the matches. And uh, that was a fan hack and was basically uh, uh, banned in a way. Like, they patched it so you couldn't do that anymore. So, yeah. But, uh, again, to do this for Strive, and, again, shout-outs to all the people who have kept the game alive. I already had people in the chat mention Pat and Irene. So, uh, look, you know that Pat has been doing so much work keeping Exert alive that as soon as this rollback was announced, everybody thinks of him, right? Everybody thought of Pat the Flip. <laughs> Uh, the Ultimore patch made it great for PC-to-PC -PC connections. It was, or or Ultimore-to-Ultimore -Ultimore connections is what it made it great for, which was the problem. So if you didn't have Ultimore patch installed, which is everybody on the PlayStation, uh, it was a miserable experience because it threw all the rollback to you, basically, and had trouble syncing. So if it was two people with the Ultimore patch, so basically it wasn't necessarily a blessing. It caused a lot of issues like that. You know, obviously a lot of people were hoping that they would just turn their patch into the Ultimore patch, but there was probably a lot more reasons why they couldn't uh, do that, basically. And no, I don't agree with you, AG42. Uh, consoles can hold that L? No. I disagree vehemently with that. And I really, really hate PC Master Race garbage because, frankly, consoles are a lot easier access for a lot of people. They're very straightforward. They are better for onboarding people to play video games. Consoles aren't even necessarily way cheaper these days. <laughs> Because consoles are expensive now, but they are easy to set up. You people play them on their TVs, etc., etc. It's a different whole thing. I'm still a console gamer at heart, even though I play all my fighting games on PCs now for obvious reasons, because it's better. But the thing is, we, we consoles are so important to the gaming industry that I think it's uh, the whole push for PC Master Race is 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 short-sighted like there's too much of this like we're superior so get rid of everything else that's not the point that is not the point at all <laughs> so um that's a topic for another day let's go ahead and uh yeah I don't really have anything else to say about this I mean I do have a lot I could say about this exert rollback thing but let's move on to the main topic at hand. We've already been streaming for about four, uh, about 35 minutes. It took me a little bit to start up over here. So let's get to the main topic at hand because I know you guys probably want to hear all about this. Uh, recently on Twitter, uh, let me see if I can bring up his tweet over here because uh, it definitely started a firestorm. And uh, what's funny about it is that uh, he didn't even mean it 
to that degree, but it, you know, this is the way that the internet works. You tweet one thing and then everybody retweets it and then it all goes to pot. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here if I can get his original tweet here. Everybody's talking about okay here we go this is it right here let's talk about this tweet here Tekken is very anti-beginner as a series I don't care what anyone says Tekken in my opinion is the only fighter out there that doesn't respect people who have limited time or hasn't been playing the series out of the womb the series needs changes if they want new blood. Now, a lot of people have criticized this tweet for a lot of different reasons. In fact, even a lot of Tekken players themselves have said, he's not wrong, it's just this part is patently false. Tekken 7 has definitely gotten a lot of new players in here, and this is one of the big areas of critique of this tweet, to which... Uh, David have has actually rep rep replied that he was uh, out of pocket for that one, right? So yeah, he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I probably uh, shouldn't have said that. But the thing about it is it's interesting because it's been really split. Uh, if you look at his quote retweets, um, it's been really split between people who are like, yeah, he's right, and between people who are like, this guy is absolutely an idiot. Tekken is super easy to learn, right? And so, so Abenkin actually types in the chat, please, Tekken is not super hard to learn. Tekken 7 was my first. It was your first Tekken or your first fighting game, Abenkin? Uh, I, I'm curious about that. Is that your first Tekken or your first fighting game? Now, I'm here to say that Tekken is patently the hardest fighting game to learn on the planet for me <laughs> for me i will go back to the intro to the title screen so you could everybody knows what happened when i tried to learn tekken all you have to do is look at this animated gif here uh yeah that was me playing tekken on stream and uh, I definitely got super mad, more mad than I've ever been at a fighting game in recent memory. That was basically me while playing Tekken, uh, trying to learn Tekken, because again, Tekken is a very, very difficult game to learn for a large sect of people. So here's the interesting thing. Abenkin has actually responded. Tekken 7 was my first fighting game. Yes, it's hard if you want to learn pro level, but for ranked purposes, you can learn. This is actually a topic I wanted to talk about. I might as well talk about it right now. It's actually much easier to learn Tekken if you haven't played any other fighting games. I really, I really honestly believe that. If you haven't learned any other fighting games, Tekken is actually a little bit easier to learn 
because you are focused on tech and you have a lot of, and again, people in the chat have actually been saying that, that, you know, especially if you started from a 2D background, Tekken is very unintuitive. Uh, let's, let's get into, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, tackle this because I have like 17 things I want to say about this. Let's talk about this first, okay? One of the things that we have to do better at in the, F, in, in the FGC, in the fighting game community, is... Uh, is the is the is the blanket statement right now obviously this is the internet we aren't going to be stopping blanket statements anytime soon people are just going to be saying completely wild things on twitter i do it all the time and i get my ass reamed for it too because like people get like they get so mad sorry that's probably not pc to say anymore i apologize about that i take that back i definitely get yelled at completely uh, awfully. I get yelled at a lot for a lot of hot takes that I put on the uh, on the social medias. Uh, the thing about what we have to be careful of is that we have to start being very cognizant of the fact that everybody learns differently, right? This is kind of one of the big kicks that I've been on. I used to call Street Fighter V the hardest Street Fighter of all the Street Fighter games to learn. And the more I thought about it and, you know, the more I was able to, you know, kind of gather myself on that whole entire thing, you know, I realized that it's not. It's harder for me to learn because it's not my type of game. So for stuff like Tekken, which can be objectively said is one of the hardest fighting games to learn because even Tekken players would actually tell you that Tekken is very hard to learn. There were a lot of Tekken players that responded to that and uh, could talk about that. So Joseph, Joseph T. asks in the chat, is the main problem with learning Tekken for you the sheer amount of moves you need to know? That is one of the biggest problems. That's one of the biggest issues with it. However, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I want to talk about here. Different people have different strengths and different skills and different tendencies. The reason why I, on, on social media and even on the title here, I, 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 I write... Oh, wait, that's not the title. That's the title for me on OBS. I'm pointing to nothing. I pointed literally to nothing for you guys. Uh, the title of the stream is Tekken is too hard to learn for me is because of the way that I play fighting games. I When I play fighting games, I don't see details. I see very abstract blurs I see speed, I see distances, I see ranges. My brain processes fighting games in a very undetailed fashion. Like, it's interesting because when I play fighting games, you know, there have been, been those people out there, those, uh, you know, I want to, you know, autistic people who can do math problems ridiculously. And there was that experiment one time where they said to somebody, you know, how do you perceive numbers? And in their brain, they said numbers take on different shapes 
and they take on different forms. So they gave the guy some clay, asked him a random number. He molded the clay to the shape that he saw the actual number as. And then they waited like weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they came back to him and they were like, hey, what's the shape that you see this number as? And he was like, huh. And he molded it and it was the exact same shape, obviously with minor differences. But the way that he perceives numbers is a very weird, abstract, internal, guttural kind of thing. This is how I play fighting games. I have described to people that Birdie's EX Bullhorn and EX Bullhead, two moves that don't look anything like each other, I couldn't tell the difference between them for a, a long, 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 long time. Yeah, and Never Knows Best says, if you come from 2D games, there are a lot of common things and conventions in Tekken, those aren't there or very different. Even things like key poses and animations come across all 2D games. And he says, there are a lot of 2D players I know who say Tekken just looks like a blur of motion. Tekken requires a lot of move recognition. And for me, moves and the way they move, the reaction, I react to conceptual like it's weird i can't explain it like i literally can't explain it but when certain moves occur they trigger a certain thing in my brain not because i've processed what the move is but because the move reminds me of something seeing the move literally reminds me that i should do something or other or do this or that one of the things that I have trouble with Tekken is that Tekken requires a lot of move recognition and it requires a lot of, of knowing the detail of the attacks. And I don't mean the frame data, I just mean how the move looks. <laughs> because I've told this story a million times, I fought a dragon of and they were doing this elbow attack to me that is launch punishable. And I would block it and basically do nothing. And my chat was yelling at me. They're like, dude, Dragonov's elbow is launch punishable. You keep blocking it, but you don't do anything. And my response to them was, what elbow? I had never seen an elbow attack from Dragonov the entire time we played. I had not seen a single elbow attack. And people in the chat were like, that one, that one. That one, that one. And I was like, I don't see an elbow attack because that's how my brain processes moves. I don't process what they're actually doing. I process the way it moves. I process the speed, the range of it, and it's blurred. I don't care what the fighter is actually doing to hit you. I just see like boxes it's like the matrix for me i don't actually see animations of the characters which is why birdie's ex bullhorn and bullhead one that goes and the other one that goes and like literally like they go in complete opposite directions they were both forward moving ex moves that attacked and I couldn't tell the difference between them. If you listen to my early commentary 
for Street Fighter V, whenever Birdie did that move, I never knew if it was punishable or not. And I never called it by name on commentary because I have no idea which one he was doing. I had no idea which one he was doing. For at least two to three years of Street Fighter V commentating the game, I had no idea which ones were which because that's how I perceive games. And so what we have to understand is that there are people out there who will recognize those details very, 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 very clearly. And for those players, Tekken is actually going to become a little bit easier and understand to play. Because if you are just like, oh, there's the elbow. Oh, there's the chop. Oh, there's this thing. There's that thing. Dude, like I'm playing Soul Calibur. Siegfried is one of my worst enemies. Siegfried has... B slide A, A slide B, B slide A, B slide A, A slide B. The one where he does the, he like does the quick chop and has the ability to run forward and keep chopping you basically. And uh, my chat, like all the Soul Calibur guys are like, if you ever block the A slide B, thank you Game Genie, if you ever block A slide B, sidestep. That there's really no way that he can beat you with it. Because you can sidestep the follow-up that's safe on block, right? Especially if he's in, if he's in uh, uh, Soul Charge. And I would block the move, and then he would do the follow-ups, and I'd do nothing. i do nothing. I just blocked it. And they're like, that's the one. I'm like, what? That's the one. What? <laughs> what? 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 Huh? And like, literally, <laughs> that's my problem. I don't see moves when Zasalamel does any of his two hit moves ping 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 they're all the same move to me dude I I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I can't tell the difference between any of these moves the reason why it's different from 2D Converse 310 is because in 2D, there aren't many moves. If I play Street Fighter and I see a move that does this, that's most likely a medium move. If I see a move that does this, that's most likely a light move. <laughs> if I see a move that does this, that's most likely a heavy move. The uh, speed of the moves... The sound effects that they make on hit, the sound effects they make at when they swing, like even in classic Street Fighter 2, you would actually learn moves by hearing Like that was actually the three different sounds you would hear from them. And when you got hit, light was short was strong was forward was fierce was and roundhouse was Look, the greatest guttural bass sound ever, ever. Like, there is just so much in those games that they put in to help you differentiate the moves. <laughs> and uh, that's the kind of thing that I grew up with. That's the kind of thing that I learned. And so when I play Tekken, every move sounds the same. It looks the same. And there's 700 of them. There's 700 moves. Like, like this is clearly one of the hardest things about Tekken is uh, there's like 700 moves. 
And so that's one of the things that makes uh, Tekken really, really hard to learn. Soul Calibur is a little bit easier because in general, 1A, 1B, uh, 1K will kind of function the same. 66As will kind of make you run forward and do stuff. There's a lot of commonalities between the moves and they literally have like half the moves that Tekken characters have, right? So, uh, dude, I mean, <laughs> 700 moves per character, I meant. That was my joke, 700 moves per character. But yes, chat's right. There's probably closer to like 2,000 moves to learn in the game. And here's the other problem too. And this, this I'm actually, okay, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this. And I apologize. I'm not trying to call out the Tekken community. Most people out there who think they know how to play Tekken don't know how to play Tekken. Okay, uh, I'm talking about the stream people, the people who come and chat, okay? Obviously, the best players out there are very good at the game, but I'll tell you one of the hardest things for me experiencing Tekken was is the fact that everybody comes and chat and tries to tell you how to play Tekken, and everybody contradicts everybody. Everybody contradicts everybody in chat in Tekken. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that's experienced this, but every time, dude, just sidestep. The game is all about sidestep. It's just, side just sidestep. It's movement-based. Learn how to move. Just sidestep. And then everybody else is like, don't sidestep. Don't bother learning this right now. Don't do that. Dude, like... <laughs> Tekken chat is kind of hard like i started learning tekken better when i stopped listening <laughs> to chat for tekken games and this is the hard thing too is that a lot of the things that tekken even pros try to teach it's weird i feel like tekken is the most out of all of them every time i play other fighting games i don't get as much backseat gaming as i do as when i play tekken now granted i sucked at tekken and i was asking for help and i certainly looked like i needed the help so that probably spurred people to try to give me advice way more often <laughs> than for other fighting games which i clearly know what i'm doing in other fighting games uh but uh I know I'm not the only one. Uh, there were some, um, there were some of those famous streamers that they got to stream Tekken, and I remember one of them yelling about this very same thing that everybody kept telling them to do, like contradicting things and stuff, and they were really frustrated with it. Like everybody is a Tekken expert in the chat, <laughs> for sure, okay? But here's the other problem too, is that a lot of the top advice that we are given in Tekken, again, is very focused on one kind of learning, right? For example, you know, uh, very early on, one of the things that I was told was, read these articles, here are the top 10 moves for every character in the game learn these moves and learn how to deal with these moves. These are the ones you're going to fight all the time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> One of the things that makes Tekken brilliant 
is that there are a bazillion moves, and as a player, if you are new to Tekken, finding pet moves is one of the best ways to learn fighting games. Finding a move that you really enjoy using and you find a lot of utility out of is a great way to play fighting games. The tricky thing about fighting games is that as you continue to play, you have to learn the weaknesses and strengths of your pet moves. If you are a Kami player in Street Fighter V, very likely in bronze and silver and gold, you will be able to get away with Kami spin knuckles for 10,000 years. You will be able to spin knuckle everybody, and then as you get into platinums, you'll realize that the spin knuckle is a awful, awful move and doesn't work. So you have to unlearn your pet moves, etc., etc. The problem with Tekken is because every character has 700 moves, everybody's pet move is very different. <laughs> and so when you're trying to learn Tekken, learning the top 10 moves does you absolutely nothing, okay? And this is not to call out the fact that I think learning the top 10 moves is the wrong way to learn. It's just that at the highest levels, it's brilliant. At mid-levels, it's brilliant. This is super valuable information. The problem with it is, is that when we are learning fighting games, there are so many different avenues and so many different paths that we have to go into to learn fighting games. And one of the things that Tekken does, and every fighting game in the world does, is they cater to certain mindsets. The people who get good definitely have certain mindsets. Like I said, if you're a very mathematically sound science person, Tekken can work for you. You can be beautiful dude and just hop kick with Claudio forever and, and beat high level players and become the enemy of society. But like, uh, and then now I guess the hero of society. But like, honestly, like, it's hard. And, and, and the way that a lot of people who got good learned through the way that these people are teaching. So it's kind of self-selected to that process. What we have to understand right now is that Tekken is a exceedingly difficult game to learn. Exceedingly difficult game to understand for a sect of people. And so what we have to have is the ability to try to teach the game in all the different mindsets. The toughest thing about it is you'll notice that Tekken players don't play a lot of other fighting games because a lot of other fighting games don't play like Tekken, right? And so as a result, we need to start thinking about teaching Tekken in a way that helps uh, the players themselves, that, that helps the players who are not already geared to this mentality. One of the things that I want, oh God, how many prescriptions do you want me to mention, Joseph T? <laughs> how many prescriptions do you want me to mention? Uh, here's the thing. I talked about it when we saw the Tekken 8 trailer. I was like, should we change the game? Should they reset it like Strive? This is not the point of this discussion. We are not talking about should Tekken 8 change the game. Let's talk about Tekken like it's going to be a legacy game. Like, you know what? It probably should because that's what the fans want, right? This is what the Tekken fans want. Let's not simplify the game. Let's not dumb down the game. Let's smarten up our education. Let's smarten up our teaching tools, okay? I can watch my own Tekken replays for 10 years. And the worst thing I will tell you right now is when I want to figure out how, much, how to counter a certain move, when I block that move and I watch my replay and I pause and I go to test that move out, I have no idea how to do that move. 
What am I going to do? I'm going to go into the move list and watch the animation for every single move? Like, how? What? <laughs> what? Right? And so what we need to do with Tekken, and again, this is tough because uh, Harada is very stubborn about making this game very difficult to learn. He has said that he loves having people experiment. He thinks frame data is kind of like cheating in a way, etc., etc. But we really need to figure out a way to teach. There, there is punish recommendations right now, Seal. They've done a lot of great things. Don't get me wrong. The pun Okay, I will say this. Again, I have a whole video on this already. It's 10 minutes long. If you want to search for it, you can probably easily find it. But fuck auto combos. Everybody who responded to that original tweet saying, what more do you want? They put in easy controls. No, fuck easy controls. Fuck auto combos. This shit doesn't work. Doesn't teach anybody a goddamn thing because it's good for beginners, not for people who clearly want to learn how to play the game. <laughs> who clearly want to learn how to play the game, okay? And if you're doing that, if you're telling people to use that, that is not gonna help them at all. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> back to this. So, they have done a lot of things like punish training. Here's what Tekken needs to do. Here's what Tekken needs to do. After every match, okay, and this is just for Tekken. Other fighting games don't need to do this. They could, and maybe they should, but this is what Tekken needs to do to teach people. In ranked mode, after your match is over, you should be able to save this. It should be in your records already, but it should pop up on the windscreen every single time. Every move that you blocked, every command for it, what it is on hit and what it is on block. So if I blocked an elbow seven times and it says like minus, thir minus 14, and I saw that I blocked it seven times and it shows me the actual input next to it, I can test it out and get to know what that move looks like. Automatically, it helps me figure out what that move looks like. There should literally be a mini game. Can you imagine like a goofy mini game <laughs> uh, in Tekken? Like have somebody, because it's a legacy game. It's a legacy game. If I play king, down forward one, forward two one, uh, knee, uh, my, my hop kick, etc., etc., are going to be my most used moves, right? So have a mini game in the game where I'm king, the opponent is king, the king does a move, and now I have to mimic the move. <laughs> Maybe just to help you with move recognition or something. I don't know. Like that one is probably going too far, but maybe start with 
top 10 moves and then expand it to 20 moves and then expand it to 30 moves and then expand it to just completely random. Like there might not be any point to do something like that, but this is what my ideas are. Again, I'm spitballing things. I did the same thing for Street Fighter. I said, put items in Street Fighter. And then in Street Fighter 6, they have extreme mode, which is close enough, close enough. But like, this is what we need. This is the kind of tools that we need especially for Tekken. And again, does this take away a little bit of the mysticism of the self-discovery and stuff? Uh, it can, but the problem is, is that some people aren't going to learn the game the way that you are teaching it. Some people are never going to learn it. How many players have quit Tekken? In fact, I can even ask right now, how many players in this chat has quit Tekken because they can't keep track of all of the moves and you just fight an Eddie and you're just like, I, I just, I don't even know what I'm supposed to, like, <laughs> right? So yes, Abenkin, Tekken move recognition uh, is very, very key. And you say that it's like every F fighting game, by the time you get a few times by a move, you will learn what it is. And again, this is the important thing, Abenkin. This is very important. I'm glad you said this because you are right for a good sect of people. For me, I can get hit by the same damn move 7,000 times, even in a Street Fighter game. I was playing against my roommate, Olaf. He likes playing Colleen. He did crouching medium kick with Colleen, which is plus one on block. And every time I blocked it, I hit a button and he light kicked me afterwards. He frame trapped me and he did that like 20 times. And then he was finally like, why do you keep hitting a button after I do crouching medium kick? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't notice. I literally didn't notice. Not everybody can learn the same way that you can learn and this is the most important thing so just like how I was talking about frame data you know it being displayed in game and this was one of the hot takes that I definitely got beat up about I said that I didn't want frame data as just numbers in the game and everyone's like what do you mean you don't want frame data in the game I was like didn't say I didn't want frame data in the game. I want better ways to display it. And lo and behold, Street Fighter VI has color bars that look exactly like my spreadsheet, how I was trying to teach frame data in a different way, in a more visual and conceptual way. And I've had a lot of people tell me they never understood frame data until I showed them that spreadsheet, right? <laughs> So, uh, let me see. The problem is that people don't approach games like Tekken with a growth mindset. No fighting game is hard to learn. People are just placing too high expectations on themselves at the outset instead of just having fun learning. Okay, so that's a lot to dissect. First of all, uh, no fighting game is hard to learn. Incorrect. Every fighting game is hard to learn. Every fighting game is hard to learn. I don't want anybody to try to act like fighting games are easy to learn. Because they're not. Fighting games are all hard. That's more correct. Uh, if you're trying to say that as they're all the same difficulty, I'll go with that, but they're all hard. They're all very, very hard to learn. Uh, 
the other thing he said, if people are just placing too high expectations on themselves, I've talked about this many, many, many times, in that playing fighting games against other people is unforgiving because video games fool us all into thinking we're all good at video games. We all think we're good at video games. Can anybody in the chat put their hands up in the chat and actually say that they that they think they're good at video games? Like. Is there anybody who actually in the chat is just like, you know, you know what? I actually just suck at almost all video games. Like, nobody. <laughs> like, everybody thinks they're good at video games, right? Like, because you eventually beat most games, and it's because they make you feel powerful, right? So that's one of the problems out there. So, yeah, everybody has high expectations on themselves. And, yes, Kimosabe is right. People place too high expectations on themselves instead of just having fun learning. I mean, I've been enjoying my Street Fighter V sessions a lot more because I'm not paying attention to rank or the numbers and everything like that. <laughs> But I will say, uh, I will say, and I don't mean versus games. I don't, I'm not talking about versus game. Is like, cause there's anybody out there who actually thinks they just suck at every one player game? Like you play God of War and you're just like, like you're that guy who just walks into the first Goomba and you can't do anything about it. Okay. Real Kimosabe is bringing up a different point that I would like to talk about as well. I would like to talk about this as well. Uh, Elden Ring is a different story. <laughs> Elden Ring is the fighting games of one-player games, okay? Dubudomo was right about that. The hard part of fighting games is recognizing what learning even means. But uh, Kimosabi says every fighting game is hard to play competitively. And this is the thing, right? When you play a fighting game, you're thrust into rank. You are playing competitively right away, and there is a lot at stake in terms of pride right from the get-go, which is why I love that Street Fighter VI is adding so much one-player content in the game with the World Tour mode. I hope the World Tour mode is decently lengthy. I really, really hope it's decently lengthy. Uh, but that's one thing that we have to get across. A lot of people yelling at the original tweet were like, Oh, this game's easy, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just don't want to learn. You're, can you just say you're bad at fighting games? Blah, 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 blah. Look, Tekken is an amazing game for beginners. Tekken is so fun for beginners because you look like you're doing lots of cool things. And there's a lot of different moves. And, you know, you hit a four and a button and it comes out and you smack them. You hit back at a button just zoom and counter hit. And it's just like, it's amazing and it's great. And that's why Tekken sells so many copies, right? It sells a ton of copies. However, the person writing the tweet is actually a very strong fighting game player, okay? He's good at fighting games. He's not the beginner that we're talking about here, right? He is somebody who wants to get better at fighting games, but he just feels like Tekken takes too much time to learn. And most people will agree with that concept. Most people will tell you that, yes, Tekken takes a lot of time to learn. It takes a lot of dedication to learn this game. And like I said, if you choose not to play anything else, it's a little bit easier for me I tried to play everything, and so Tekken was nigh impossible for me to learn. I just, I couldn't do it. Like, I'm at a point right now where I'm happy enough that I can fight people. I'm not going to win against even remotely decent players because I can't recognize what the character is doing. But for the most part, 
if I get my offense going or if I'm in neutral, I, I kind of have an idea of what I'm supposed to do. And I'm happy about that. But I'm not going to get good at the game. <laughs> I'm not going to get good at the game <laughs> at all. Uh... What do you, what is this video that you have here, Converse, here? Uh, let's see here. Oh, Virtua Fighter, huh? What is this video here? Oh, just have this in the, in, is this, is this just displayed in, in, uh, what is that a video of, uh, Converse over there? Oh, VF5's frame UI makes it way easier to recognize moves. I don't know who would argue that, yeah, uh, basically. So if I actually just go back over here, I'm not sure why it's so blurry. But yeah, you can see here that in this, uh, hang on. See, that stuff is nice. <laughs> that stuff is nice. Now, uh, uh, when I play fighting games, are you conscious about what you're looking at? Not conscious about it, but I know what I look at. I know what I look at more than anything else. I'm always looking at the opponent's character. Uh, I'm always looking at the opponent's character. But again, uh, I'm going back to the concept uh, that, no, fighting games are really hard to learn if you want to get good at it. And when you're thrust into ranked mode, you're automatically put into that position if the game has no one player. So this is one of the things that makes fighting games very unappealing. Uh, they, these are the ones, this is what makes them very unappealing. This is what makes fighting games very unappealing. This is why Street Fighter V was a bad launch, because it came with ranked and survival. And survival is just, like, not fun at all. Like, there's nothing enjoyable about survival mode. Uh, the only good survival mode that I think I've ever played was the, uh... Oh God, what is the mode called? The, the shoot, in alpha games, the 2v1, the 2v1 mode, survival mode in alpha three on home versions. Like that's the best, uh, that's the best survival mode I've ever played. <laughs> dramatic battle, thank you, yes. The, the dramatic battle survival mode in uh, alpha three games was amazing on the home versions. <laughs> mwah, mwah. So again, I really do think every fighting game is very difficult to learn. And, and I think that's important to get across. I really do honestly think that's a major, major thing to get across to people is that fighting games are hard to learn and people have to understand that. But that's why the game themselves have to have the ability to uh, uh, teach people. And again, Ryo Kimosabe, and, and I understand, I get it, I get it because a lot of us, Fighting game players already have this mindset. This is why we can play fighting games. That's why you're literally watching my stream right now is because you're into fighting games, right? You say, approach rank with the right mindset and ranked is a problem. Dude, I guarantee you 98% of the people who approach ranked are not doing it with the right mindset. I guarantee you. Like, I don't even think I'm exaggerating, right? You, it's it's not just that. It's not just, hey, have a mind to learn and have fun. Like, no. Like, I just came home from work. I'm tired. 
My boss was yelling at me today. I had some really irate customers. I'm annoyed. Let me play a fighting game. I'm going to go on ranked and have a good attitude and have fun. No! Nobody is doing this. Nobody is doing this. <laughs> Literally, nobody is doing this. Okay, there are memes about there about people, man, why are you so sweaty? Why do you have to be so try hard? We're just trying to have fun. And like people put it in scrub coats, but dude, that's like 98% of the players out there, dude. Like this is, this is the problem. <laughs> Video games are meant to be fun. And I don't care if you have the right mindset, losing 700, you know, matches in a row is not fun. You're right though, the UI, FGC UI could do better at reminding people that playing games competently is a process journey and that the fun is in that. Yes, they need to do a lot better with that. You need to get more rewards as you're playing the game. And like I said, they need to teach you or do fun, goofy things and or have like Luke as a coach be even, you know, a douchebag while you're playing the game or something like that. You know, like after the thing is over, Luke pops up and he's like, man, Aren't you ever gonna anti-air anybody? That guy jumped at you 17 times, you know? <laughs> I think that would actually be kind of fun. But again, uh, this is the thing, is that sometimes you say, People need to be reminded that if they don't have the right mindset at a point in time, then maybe they should do something else. Again, most people aren't playing video games for that reason. Most people aren't playing video games for that reason. Dude, if Luke came out and was like, how many whiffed DPs did you punish with a throw? <laughs> he was like, bro, bro, how many threw? Like, the DP is right there. You can do like a bazillion damage. What do you do? Throw. Like, I mean, <laughs> this. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. And again, Kimosabe, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that, but again, this is kind of what I'm trying to, uh, oh yeah, don't put in-game voice chat. <laughs> Please don't be MK and turn on voice chat by default. Uh, so my point is that you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Kimosabe. Everything that you're saying is absolutely correct is absolutely correct that you have to go into the game with a good attitude. You have to understand how to learn and stuff like that. The problem is most people are playing the game as a one-player one experience. They're not doing anything at all. And so they're not gonna seek out that information, but they, want, they like fighting games and they wanna play and they wanna do something. It is absolutely and this is straight facts here. If people are saying James Chen's spitting facts, here's another facts right here for you guys, okay? It is absolutely the game's responsibility to teach you how to play the damn game. It is absolutely the game's responsibility to teach you how to play the damn game. If you have to go to somebody else or to a Discord or to a YouTube video or whatever like that, you are making the game wrong. <laughs> Someone pointed out that there is nowhere in Tekken 7 that teaches you how to low parry. There is not a single, 
section anywhere in the game that teaches you how to low parry. <laughs> like nowhere. This is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem, okay? And I, if you are a person who is playing games casually and you're coming home from work after having a shitty day and you wanna play fighting games, you're gonna play world tour mode? Or if you go on rank, you're gonna wanna have fun and the game can definitely do a lot better at, at, at helping that, you know? And, and, and things need to, we need to do better as a fighting game and that's why I said there should be party modes uh, like they have the extreme mode. The my favorite one is the condition match in Street Fighter Six, in which you could only do the damage to the opponent by jump attacks or you know throws or whatever. You saw, there was one mode that the extreme mode trailer showed that there was one mode that was like that. My idea was to make it so that you know you could pick up items that turned your fireball unblockable. So people would learn to not just sit there and block fireballs all day. So they had to think about neutral jumping over them. Make it so that a DP does 50% damage to the opponent. So that the opponent is just going to block a lot of the times. And so now the opponent who wants to land the DP learns to throw. And you also learn to stop jumping at the opponent. Because when you do, you lose half of your life on one DP, etc., etc. Like these are the kind of things that we need to do in fighting games to get people to understand like licensed Gran Turismo yeah stuff like that exactly these are the kind of things uh, that you need to do and again you know a lot of video games out there don't teach you a lot people have said overwatch doesn't teach you much right overwatch doesn't really teach you anything you just kind of jump in the game uh, Shard Lab says Monster Hunter didn't used to teach you a damn thing about how to play the game most of these video games are very easy to learn because they're similar to games that we've already played right the one thing about fighting games that we have to keep in mind is that fighting games are very different and as I've mentioned very time nothing about fighting games actually represents real life and I know people have yelled at me a million times about this, and I definitely got the biggest validation in the world. But when you play a first-person shooter and someone starts shooting at you, you can run away. When you're playing a MOBA and someone's attacking you, you can run away. And you know what? Running away may not win you the fight, but as a person trying to play the game, when you get away and don't die, you're like, yeah, it's a minor victory. You gained a minor victory. You got away from them and you're like, I got away, sucker, you didn't kill me. Yeah, maybe you're not accomplishing anything for your team, at all whatsoever but it's something you can do and it's a real life instinct a real the real life instinct in fighting games is bart simpson spinning the arms i've made this analogy before when people fight when you watch all these world star hip-hop videos of two people who don't know how to fight what is the fight like that's the fight and so what do you actually see when people don't know how to play fighting games. Sorry, Nathan. Whoa, my controller actually controlled. Whoa, my controller actually controls Windows. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, let me fix my, my, <laughs> my monitor over here.
smash in fighting games. This is their default instinct, which is why whenever I teach fighting games, I te- I, first thing I teach them is economy of buttons. And that every time you hit a button, you spend a dollar and you want to spend as little money as possible. So every move that you press has to have a purpose, has to have a point because you're trying not to waste your money. Fighting games are more about not hitting buttons than it actually is about hitting buttons. And that's one of the trickiest things about fighting games. Nothing is intuitive about fighting games. Another thing, too, that's really important to note is that a lot of these games, like MOBAs, like first-person shooters, are played with a keyboard and mouse. Do you know what almost every human being uses in their lifetime all the damn time? A keyboard and mouse. (laughs) Everybody uses a keyboard and mouse. Do you remember... What Miyamoto's philosophy was when he created the Wii. He created the Wii with a controller that was just like a remote controller that everybody uses for a TV. He purposely tried to fashion a game controller after a device that everybody uses for familiarity and to allow people to have a level of comfort with the device that uh that they're used to and it worked <laughs> it worked we we sold like hotcakes man jesus christ did that thing sell that's the only thing in my life the we is the only thing in my life that i've ever ever waited overnight for at a store to get that's how much i wanted the we and everybody else wanted the we <laughs> And so here's the thing, right? I don't care if you're a pad user, a hitbox user, or a joystick user, they're all unintuitive to people, right? And so that's the thing. So fighting games are one of the most difficult games to play out there because most games that everybody is playing is not like a fighting game. And again, you can't run in a fighting game. You get yourself in the corner and you die. You can't do this in a fighting game. Well, uh, for those people at home, I'm leaning my head back and slapping my arms into the sky in front of me, trying not to get my face hit and not looking at where I'm attacking and stuff like that. It's, that's, fighting games are not intuitive. There's nothing about a fighting game that is natural. Nothing that we want to do as a human being works in fighting games. So when people say fighting games are easy to learn, that is one of the reasons why I will vehemently disagree that fighting games are easy to learn. I get a lot of people that tell me I'm wrong about that, that fighting games are easy to learn. Guess what? Most of these people have been playing fighting games for a few years already. (laughs) Clearly, they are of the type of people who can learn fighting games and fighting games were easy to them. <laughs> but again, how many people here are not in this chat because they tried playing a fighting game and they did not enjoy it at all. It was too hard and they quit. Like everybody, everybody. <laughs> Let me tell you that everybody played Street Fighter 2, okay? The potential is there because Street Fighter 2 was the thing. <laughs> The thing, everybody has played a fighting game at some point in time, and most people have quit because it is not conducive to learning fighting games. It is not 
conducive to learning. Fight, fighting games are not natural in any way. And so we do have to go above and beyond. Now, is something like Smash Brothers easy to learn? Oh, hell yeah, Smash Brothers is easy to learn. But I've, I swear I've, I've, I've teased everybody. You know, I need to do this talk one of these days. Smash Brothers is the most intelligently designed fighting game in the history of the world. Like, if anything wants to prove to you how smart Miyamoto and Sakurai are, Smash Brothers is just the smartest game ever created. Maybe not even just fighting games, but like, it's just so, so, from a game design standpoint, intelligently designed. I had friends who worked on PlayStation All-Stars. I tried PlayStation All-Stars, and I looked at them and I said, you took everything right about Smash and you got rid of it. You took it all away. You, did, you took everything Smash did right, and you took it all away. Like, that is why, like, PlayStation All-Stars didn't work. That's why that game did not actually uh, uh, succeed the same way. You know, and that's the thing, right? So Smash Brothers, again, is always going to be a, a caveat to this because, like I said, I can spend like 17 hours telling you why Smash Brothers is one of the most intelligently designed fighting games in the history of the world, maybe one of the most intelligently designed video games in the history of the world to turn a competitive game like that into something that everybody can enjoy and have fun with. Like, I can get my casual friends to play Smash Brothers. I can't get my casual friends to come and play Street Fighter with me, etc., etc. It's just, it's, they're two completely different things, right? So, again, fighting games are not intuitive. They are some of the hardest games to learn. And again, to become a pro, every eSport is just as hard. Don't twist this. I don't hate waffles, Okay. I don't hate waffles. Don't twist this into me saying that fighting games are harder than every other esport to get good at. Okay? I don't hate waffles. I don't hate waffles. All right? Look, every esport is as hard to become good at and become a pro at as every other esport in existence. But, but, Fighting games are one of the hardest at the barrier of entry. If you are a casual and you want to smash buttons and don't care about getting good and are just playing casual with your friends, Tekken is, again, I will say this again, Tekken is probably the easiest fighting game to get into. Like, clearly the easiest fighting game to get into. Because it is fun. It is smashy. You get to do lots of cool things and the characters look fucking amazing like the graphics are beautiful right it's just it's so pretty so Tekken is absolutely one of the easiest games but again that's not what that tweet was about the tweet is about hi I like fighting games I want to see if I can learn Tekken to get to the point where I know what I'm doing and it took me a goddamn long time to get to the point where I even sort of know what I'm doing it's hard. <laughs> Tekken is hard. Oh, God. Someone created a name called Waffle Hater. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? 
Just go Eddie and mash kick and the fun starts, dude. Seriously. Seriously. And uh, that's just the thing. So kind of getting back to it. Yes, Tekken is a great game for beginners, but it's a horrible game to learn. We're not talking about what's a good game for beginners. We're talking about how easy it is a, a game to learn. And again, from my perspective, obviously Tekken's very hard to learn. I gave up on the game. Like I said, I got to the point where I was happy enough that if I'm in a casual environment, I could, and someone's like, let's play Tekken, I could be like, sure, let's play. And I can fight, I can fight. That's, that's what I wanted to get at in Tekken but I couldn't go any further. And a lot of that does come down to now, we can talk about the standard things everyone talks about. There's a million moves in the game. There's so much memorization and you know, yada, 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 and you know, all the obvious stuff. But again, you, know, you can solve a lot of this stuff in the game uh, by putting a lot of stuff in the game to help you out. You can put a lot of stuff in the game to help you out. Right? That's the main thing. And like I said, having the ability. So I had originally suggested that if you get hit by a move, you have a, a button that you can press on your joystick that will remember the last like five moves that the guy just did. That's too much work. That's stupid. So like I said, having the ability for a, a screen afterwards or you go to your rat match records and you go to the match, like you want to remember a certain match, and you click on it, and it brings up a screen of the moves you block the most, the moves you use the move most, the moves that you use that got punished the most, like punished moves, you list your moves in red, and then moves on the other side, moves you didn't punish, moves that are safe, you know, ones that you blocked over and over and over again, you know, the ones you got hit by the most, etc., etc. listed what the moves are and had like frame data on them, and you could hit it and maybe it just takes you straight to training mode or something like that, would actually be really cool. Or the VF5 frame data UI during the match, and there are actual plugins to Tekken 7 that let you do that. Tekken 7 actually had fan-made mods that let you do that. But herein lies the problem. I was a console player. I played Tekken on the consoles. I didn't play it on the PC. Like nowadays I could use it, but I didn't back then, right? And again, we shouldn't have to rely on players hacking stuff to help us learn. Because again, 98% of the people out there aren't going to find that stuff. They're not going to find that stuff. And again, the games, it's the game's responsibility to teach the player how to play the game. Yes, there is a lot to be said about self-discovery. There is a lot to be said about self-discovery. There is plenty of self-discovery left uh, in fighting games. Because the discovery in fighting games is less about necessarily the technical details. The, like I said, the most powerful, right, learning the games is not the same anymore. Alex Vi in the chat over here. And it's also in the game's best interest. I have said this many, many, many times. The biggest, the number one moment where you get fighting games. The, the first time you get fighting games, and the, the, the one of the most, like, so everybody in the chat who's good at fighting games right now, who can clearly say they're good at fighting games, can back me up on this. The one moment that is the biggest light bulb, or and it's not even a light bulb, it's just like a, 
holy shit, this is what fighting games are, is when, for some reason, and you don't even have the ability to explain it yourself, you know exactly what the opponent is going to do like four times in a row. Like, I still remember this at one of the Wednesday Night Fights uh, garage days that Vi put. I can't remember who the players were. I, I want to think one of them was Jeremy, uh, who was playing Rufus or something. But uh, he was, I, I remember two people playing. And literally, it was like, predicted something, knocked him down, baited the DP, knocked him down, threw him when he got up, backdashed, and then the guy did something, and then he beat him, and the guy's just like, how do you know everything I'm going to do? Like, you mother... Like, he, like there was, like, rage. There's rage. And uh, I, I, the guy who beat him was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he, he literally did not know how he knew everything he was going to do. And, like, that's one of the biggest epiphanies. And, and, you know, this is not just like, oh, this guy's going to wake up DP, wake up DP. Like, like serious, like, high-level stuff that you know what they're going to do, like, four times in a row. And somehow you just, like, felt it in your bones, right? Like, you know, you've seen it all the time in those, in those clips. You've seen it in the clips where, like, Smug or, or somebody is just like... Yo, watch this. He's gonna. He he's totally gonna fall for this, and he does it, and it works. Or like, oh yo, he's gonna jump right now. Oh, watch this. He's gonna backdash here. Like when you actually see people, like there is like that moment that when you actually start figuring it out, that's the joy of learning fighting games, right? Yes, it's fun to learn combos. Yes, it's fun to maximize your punish and do all these things like that. But let's face it, like. Trying to memorize moves is not the fun part of fighting games. That's not cheating people from learning fighting games. Like providing a windscreen in Tekken, showing you all the moves and the count of how many times they did the moves, whether they hit, whether they whiffed, how many times you blocked it, how many times you whiff punished it, how many times you did this move, how many times you got whiff punished from this move, etc., etc. Putting that information there is not cheating you from a fighting game experience. Because again, some people may not find that useful. That's not the point. The point is that some people may find that useful, right? You put the punish training in the game. You put some cool mini games in the game. You put the frame data as numbers in the game. You put the frame data as uh, you put frame data as bars, as colored words in the game, etc., etc., etc. Dude, Justin does that shit all. Dude, Justin does it to me. Oh my god, it makes me so mad. Anyways, like, <laughs> like I've said this, and again, it's repeating what I've said in the frame data thing, and when I did the Street Fighter Four thing. Fighting games need to provide everybody the way to learn fighting games that they want to learn fighting games. That's, that's the way it works, right? If people want to go outside and find, you know, the information out there, the, the, the uh, shoot, what are some great tech and uh, content creators out there? Blasted Salami, for example, right? Rip, Eris, like if you want to go out and find the people who could teach you fighting games, you can. Some people are not going to do that. Some people don't like Discord. Some people don't have the our ADHD and they can't watch a 17-minute 
video, right? The main man, SWE, for example. Yeah, main man Sweden. You know, some people out there just don't have that ability to learn in those ways. But if we actually, <laughs> Eris actually hates on Tekken often, does he? <laughs> actually, I mean, you have to. I hate on Street Fighter V all the time, dude. I hate on that game all the time. I get mad at this game all the time. You know, that's just the thing. It's like when you love a game, you're, you're, you're more invested in it, right? You're more invested in it, like literally. And Eris is also, he's great at that too. He's like one of the main teachers of the kind of, because he's an old school player. He's good at teaching you like, yeah, but see the philosophy of the game, just do this. You know, I'll, you know, like, don't forget about all that shit, you know, fucking just learn how to do this. You know, like, that's the kind of person that Eris is. So he's good at appealing to that sect of people. And again, that's the kind of thing we need. We need the variety, but it needs to be in the game as well, right? The game actually has to provide all the different avenues for you to learn. And Street Fighter VI seems like it's doing a great job. The reason why I'm praising it, because there are going to be some people who will never play World Tour mode, ever. I, I mean, it might be hard because it looks mad fun, <laughs> but like there might be some people who just never play it. They'll just buy the game, go rank and just play and learn that way. Other people will play world, the, the world tour and, and they'll have fun and they'll learn things a little slowly, you know, et cetera, et cetera. This is the best way to do it, honestly. This is, this is how we need to uh, teach people fighting games at this point. And so, you know, my thing is like, uh, two weeks ago, I was talking about, should we dumb down Tekken? And the answer really is no, we don't need to. Like I said, we just need to smarten up our tutorials. We need to smarten up our tutorials, right? For the people who want to learn. Again, auto combos are useless. Auto combos are stupid because they don't teach. They just help beginners smash buttons. We're not concerned about smash button beginners right now. We are concerned about the people who want to take it to the next level. And the games themselves need to help you with that. And yeah, Tekken 7, I mean, Rage, uh, rage Arts, Rage Drives, uh, the armored moves. Like, Tekken has already done a lot of stuff, and that's what Te Tekken Revolution was, right? Tekken Revolution added, like, actual invincible moves and stuff like that. That was them experimenting, and I, I think it was probably that they were just like, yeah, nah, put it back to the way it was, except put in armor moves, you know? And, like, it's important, but then, you know, they put in armor moves, and I block Lucky Chloe's armor move, and I can't punish her. I can't punish Lucky Chloe's crush. It's a high. You have to crouch it. Who the fuck is gonna tell me that it's a high that I have to low, that I have to high crush it? Who's gonna tell me that I have to crouch in this move? All I'm doing is just sitting here going, "My God, I can't punish this. Why does she have this move?" And yeah, sure, maybe you have to learn it, or maybe at the end of the game a chart comes up and it shows that move attack, and it shows that it's an H that it's a high, and I'm like, oh shit, I have to crouch it and punish it. Okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> if nobody told me, I would be high blocking that move until the end of time, complaining that Lucky Chloe has this move. And by the way, it's freaking scary to crouch in Tekken. <laughs> it's really scary to crouch in Tekken. 
Oh man, the footsies is a great tool for teaching fighting games. Dude, the, the different AIs are hilarious, dude. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> dude, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Footsies is the most important thing about fighting games, Converse. He says, I've won matches in Strive off footsies alone. Yeah, footsies is always gonna be the most important thing in fighting game, it's that neutral. And again, nothing teaches neutral. Nothing in fighting games teaches you neutral. That's why I wanted these mini games to teach you not to press buttons. Like what if there was a mode in fighting games where every time you started with a certain amount of money? What if there was a fighting game mode, like an extreme battle mode that started with an amount of money and every time you hit a button, you spent money. And if you got to zero, you couldn't do anything anymore. <laughs> So you learn not to mash real fast. <laughs> you learn how to not to mash real fast in those games. Like, this is what I mean. It's like there's just so many clever ways that we can teach people, and we haven't sat down to think about a lot of, a lot of that. You know, we haven't thought about it in a lot of ways, you know. And then if you run out of money but you have a lead, the opponent can still try to beat you before they run out of money. <laughs> So now all you're doing is learning defense, learning to block everything, and just being like, oh shit, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, the old, you can tech throws for zero dollars, right? Throw teching is for zero. And so all you're doing is blocking and trying to tech throws all day. And then you're going to learn defense. Like, this is the way we need to teach fighting games, man. This is the way we need to teach fighting games. And again... It's not the only way we need to teach fighting games because putting raw frame data numbers in the, in the game will help a whole different group of people. Again, it's not about what's right or wrong. And as a former UI designer, my job was literally to design UIs for internal, uh, for internal use, automation use. I created the UI for all, a billion tools uh, that plugged into one tool. And uh, I built this thing. And whenever I tried to decide if users would prefer it one way or the other, I made it a radio button. <laughs> I made it a switch. Do you, I don't have the right as a UI designer to assume most users want it one way or the other way. As a UI designer, instead, I gave everybody the option to choose which way they wanted to do it. And that is one of the key things about teaching. And again, I, I, I showed you guys, right? When I wrote FAQs, if there's anybody in the chat that wants to see this again, I'll show you my role data in my CVS2 guide again. Even back then, I had been on this train of letting people decide what they, uh, how they want to learn, how they want to learn. <laughs> Uzi says, show it again, show it again. Sure, I'll show it again because I like showing off. I like showing off. This is a point of pride for me. <laughs> uh. Dude, that fact is amazing. Dude, that FAQ is amazing, uh, Lurker Spine. <laughs> That's why I was one of the most famous FAQ makers 
in all of history, dude. Like, there's no reason that that's kind of where I first gained my notoriety was through FAQ writing. That's how I, that's how I first became famous. I made combo videos and FAQs, and then I started entering tournaments, and people were like, whoa, James is actually good at fighting games. Boy, I wish I was good at fighting games still, because I'm ass at fighting games right now. But again, here's the roll frame data. I'll show you guys again exactly what I did and how my philosophy transcends this even to this day. Uh, so here we go. Here's all the roll data over here. So I put all the roll data in here, and then I put here, here's the chart. Here's Akuma, here's all the frame data. Total, 27 frames, fully invincible. Invincible high for one frame. Delay frames at the end that can be punished. The distance, I wrote it down, long, medium. The characters are in alphabetical order. Here's the, here's the table for everybody who is a scientist who likes to look at numbers. And then I literally make another frame data table here with a legend here. And then you scroll down further, and here's everybody's frame data for rolls in order of frame length, graphically showing that it is invincible for, oh, 21 frames, uh, and then vulnerable for three frames at the end. And then some characters have these invul only, what was it, invul only, uh, only, uh, oh, it's only the high attacks, it's vulnerable to low attacks, etc. And even for the roll distance, I changed it to a graphic. I didn't even write long, short, or medium anymore. I changed it to a visual graphic here. I created an actual visual frame data table because there are people who love to look at the shit and visually compare it like, whoa, Iori and Kim, their roles are so good. Who is this guy with the shitty role? Oh my God, Chang's is bad. Whoa, Cammy's role is really bad, etc., etc. Like again, even back then, and when the hell was this FAQ made? When did I first make this FAQ? 2002? 2002? <laughs> this was my mindset already back in the day. This is my mindset already, okay? This is already how I was trying to teach people. And this is how we need to learn. This is how we need to teach fighting games. We need to teach fighting games. <laughs> Knowing not to pick Kyosuke for 20 years. Kyosuke wasn't very good. He had some sick-ass combos. He wasn't very good. Which made me sad because I really wanted to play Kyosuke too. Uh, but still, like... This is how we need to teach fighting games. So, you know, back to the whole entire thing again. Is Tekken really, really hard to learn? I will say that I would probably guess for the majority of people, yes. So again, that tweet's not wrong. The wrong part was that nobody was picking up the game. That was wrong. People were definitely picking up the game because, like I said, every game that you play, there will be people that it appeals to and you will find new people to uh, play it. So the thing about Tekken uh, that's, that's really important to point out is that it takes a long time to learn the game. Like, I know that there's people out there who think that the game isn't that difficult. There's some people who are like, man, I had a harder time learning Dragon Ball than I did Tekken. And again, like I said, this is what we have to understand in the FGC is that everybody has a different way of looking at fighting games. And so we can't just treat everybody the same and they're all going to learn the same. Everybody learns in a completely different way, right? 
So the key to Tekken is that it does take a long time. Even people who say the game isn't hard to learn, they say that it takes a long time to learn. It does take a lot of dedication. Whether or not it's easy or hard for you, the game will take a long time. And I don't think anybody will argue that. Like, I don't think, like, there's going to be some people who are like, well, I learned Tekken in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Einstein. Like, uh, but, like, there are people out, it's, it's going to take a long time, probably longer to learn Tekken than a lot of other fighting games out there because it is very hard. It is a very hard game to learn because there is a gigantic wealth of information. But like I said, it doesn't have to be a gigantic wealth of information. The game can do stuff to aid you in that. There's a lot of ways that we can help people learn uh, how to play fighting games. And I know Kimo Sabe and I will disagree on this till the end of time, but I this is my stream, so I get the last say on this one. All fighting games are hard to learn. They, they really are very, very hard to learn, right? To smash buttons as a beginner, to have a good time, whatever. To learn, to get to the point where you feel like you're growing, it's hard because it's so abstract. So many things are abstract about fighting games. Like I said, there's no, nothing in life that teaches you how to play a fighting game. Like I said, in Natural Instincts, if you hear gunshots, you run the fuck away and hide behind something. When I'm playing an FPS and I see the little red mark on the screen telling me where I'm getting shot, I run away from that and I try to hide behind something. Like I said, do you lose position advantage? Probably. Are you not helping your teammates? Probably. Did you live? Yeah. Is that a moral victory? Yeah. <laughs> and that keeps you in the game and that allows you to at least keep playing and learning the game. And I know people have yelled at me about that. They're like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know, like, uh, like Tubo and David used to get mad at me all the time for saying that. And then I was talking to Keats about Rumbleverse and on stream, I was like, it was weird because like, you know, every time I watched though, like when I was doing well during the beta, all I was doing was running away from people. And Keats was like, but you can run away. And that's important because that is a choice that you can make. And that is something that is instinctive and natural. And I was like, God damn it, I've been saying this for a thousand years, you know? <laughs> Like, seriously, like, there's nothing in fighting games that teaches you that kind of stuff. And uh, there's nothing natural about fighting games. There's literally nothing natural about fighting games. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, game design, dude. Game design. I... T Dude, Olaf will yell at me about this so badly, but I really should be making video games. Like, I really should be making video games. <laughs> I really should be making video games, I swear. Oh, man. When you open up a chess set, it doesn't come with elaborate tutorials. No, it doesn't come with elaborate tutorials. But chess is a very, very finite game. And chess is also turn-based. You can't make the comparison. <laughs> you can't make the comparison. 
Chess is not round one, fight panic! That is not chess. In fact, the first move you make in the game can't even kill somebody. Have you played Guilty Gear Strive? Have you seen round one, fight, counter! Bam, 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 super, ba, 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 dead. K.O. Have you seen that? Have you seen chess? With round one, move the pawn dead, checkmate, yeah! <laughs> so, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just, you're right. First move in chess can definitely kill you. Yes, but again, it's not intense panic. It's not, I got thrown in the corner. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, man. So what everybody says about chess in fighting games is that it's high-speed chess. That's what we say. We say it's high-speed chess. That's the comparison. That's literally the distinction that we're making, Kimosabe. So Kimosabe says fighting games are always compared to a dynamic form of chess in the community, and now it's off the table for discussion. That's literally the distinction we always make. Fighting games is high-speed chess. Is literally high-speed chess. So yes. That's the distinction I'm making. The speed of the fighting game makes it very different than chess. I can sit there and do this in chess. For those people who are, who are listening to this, I'm holding my chin, thinking, reaching for a piece, changing my mind, looking at the board some more, reaching for a different piece, changing my mind. Looking at the board, whereas in fighting games, it's like, I got hit, I'm in the corner. I, I got thrown, shit, I got, oh God, I got attack. I got shimmy, I, what, ha! Game over. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There's no dexterity checks in chess, like Lurker Spine said. <laughs> oh God, Mike Lee, don't, don't, don't even go there. I'm not even reading that one for the, for the people listening at home. <laughs> I'm not even going to read that one out loud. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> but yeah, it's, it's a different kind of thing. So, and that's the thing is, like I said, there's nothing natural about fighting games uh, that, it, that is inherently natural for you to learn. And Tekken makes it even harder because it ups the ante on that. And then one of the toughest things about Tekken is that one of the biggest disadvantages of Tekken is that because Tekken is also a legacy game, that means that there are going to be a lot of people who are extremely very good at the game when it drops. And there is an element of that that is problematic. When Street Fighter VI drops, none of us know how good drive impacts or drive rushes are going to be. None of us know how strong... <laughs> Cat is blocking the mic. None of us know how strong any of them are. Are perfect parries going to be practical? We don't... We don't know. <laughs> We don't know. We'll all be learning together. Is someone going to get way better, faster than everyone else? Yeah. But the thing is, most people are going to be 
learning at the same time. And there's that arc of discovery. You can see the arc of discovery as long as you're paying attention even just a little bit, right? Like as you play online, you'll see people start to do different tactics and stuff. Tekken 8 you're gonna go into and someone's gonna electric wing godfist you three times in one combo because they've been doing electric wing godfist forever, right? I mean, like, if, if Strive didn't change, everyone would have been dying to Faust FD cancel jump K. Like, right away. Like, everybody would be doing, you know, FD cancel uh, chips, you know, in the air, left, right mix-ups all day. Like, it's just, it's automatic. Like, we're gonna be losing to the same stuff we lost before. You know, it's just a new game with slightly different systems and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, the, that's one of the hardest parts about Tekken is that you're going to go into Tekken 8 and some people are going to be shockingly good at the game already right when the game drops. And there is something that can be discouraging about that to people out there, right? You don't get to see the evolution. Even in Street Fighter 5, like Street Fighter 4, right? Street Fighter 4, Season 1, we didn't know what we were doing in that game. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, there's speed chess. Of course, Tygo, Tygo Death. Yeah, but that's not the, the, the standard way of playing it. Any case, uh, <laughs> the thing is, it's like, we didn't know what we were doing in Street Fighter 4. It took us a while before we really kind of figured out what Street Fighter 4 was about. Street Fighter 5 Season 1, yeah, they changed the, 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 the system, the gameplay a lot, but again... You know, at the start of the year, Nash was one of the strongest characters in the game. And then in the second half of the year, Nash was like not even top half of the game. And you even online, you can see the evolution. If you're playing ranked, you can see the evolution. Even the best players aren't doing the optimal thing. Street Fighter V, yes, new characters, new systems, etc., etc. Still the same game. Is a very different game at the end of its life than it was at the beginning. Same thing with, you know, uh, same thing with uh, 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 Street Fighter IV. Obviously, a lot of the Guilty Gears are different, different characters, a lot of Tekkens are different and everything like that, but you're still going to have a lot of people with a ginormous head start over everybody else. And there is a little bit of discouragement to that, and that is kind of a difficult thing. And that's why, as a game design, as a developer, you have to put in as much information into the game to teach the players to catch them up so they can learn the actual parts of fighting games that they need to learn and not trying to learn how to recognize moves, what moves are punishable, etc., etc. You need to help catch them up because, again, by giving them frame data, by giving them the information, by giving them the things they're not punishing, by telling people you should be crouching under this move, etc., etc., you're not cheating them from self-discovery. You're helping them get to the point where they can discover things that matter more, that matter the most in learning fighting games, uh, in my opinion, so... Ryu was really good in season one for Street Fighter Five. Someone said Ryu was never good. He was good in Street Fighter One. Uh, I mean, season one, season one. So, 
any case, uh, I think I, that's all I'm going to say. At this point in time, I feel like I'm just kind of repeating myself from previous episodes and even from this episode. I'm kind of repeating a lot of things as well. Uh, yeah, and just like Chef Ahsoka says, I shouldn't have to rely on YouTube to teach me how to play. Majid Obama said it, and I said it earlier. It is the responsibility of the game itself to teach you how to play the game. The realization that someone gave me that Tekken 7 does not teach you how to low parry a move anywhere in the game. That there's literally nothing in the game <laughs> that teaches you how to low parry is a problem. <laughs> is a problem. So, yeah. And teaching fighting games is hard. And honestly, like, this is what I've spent the last 20 years trying to do. And it's why I feel like I have been successful. I had a one person come into my Street Fighter V chat and was literally like, Hi, I'm new to fighting games. How do I play this? I was like, all right. How new are you to fighting games? I started playing Street Fighter V yesterday. I was like, sit. And I sat down. I said, what character do you play? He said, Chun-Li. And like for the next hour and a half, I taught him fighting games. And he came back in my stream. He was like, I am winning so much now. <laughs> He's like, I made it to bronze. I was like, I am winning so much now. Like, this is just how it is, right? And the key to me teaching everybody fighting games is I always ask them what their background is. What games do you like? What games do you appreciate? What games do you like to play the most? What, and again, I'm not trying to teach people fighting games blanketly one way. I'm trying to figure out what it is that this guy likes about video games. And I teach fighting games to them the way they will enjoy the game. And that's the key right there. That is, the, that is the key right there. And again, every tutorial out there is correct. Every tutorial is valid. But you have to find the right tutorial that works for you. That's the thing. And that is why it's good to have the breadth of content. Why I said it's important that Eris teaches fighting games very differently than the standard Tekken player does. Even to the point where you, you've heard Eris say this before. When he commentates the game, he hates shouting out move names. Because he's like, I think that alienates viewers when all they hear is down forward one or down back back you know, back, back down or whatever like that. He's like, I, so he just names them goofy names. And I think that's, just, I think that's a great call. And again, he has a different mindset and I think that's perfect, so. Um, yeah, uh, uh, one of the biggest problems obviously is that it is uh, budget constrained as well. But like someone, you know, uh, lamented in chat earlier, it's always the smaller games that have these amazing features in them. So clearly these guys are taking the time to put it in there and you know it's probably not as expensive and this is why I'm actually hoping Street Fighter 6 sells well. No, it's not because I'm a Capcom shill. No, not because I'm in the game. Not because you know I, I, I get to commentate the game and Capcom will pay me. Yes, obviously those things are nice. I like eating food. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. I enjoy having a roof over my head and eating food. But the main reason why I hope Street Fighter V success, succeeds is because it will show people that if you take the time to put all that stuff in a video game, that yes, it will sell copies. 
Again, I've told the story a million times already. I told all of my friends not to buy Street Fighter V. I told them all not to buy the game because none of them would have enjoyed the game at all in any way, shape, or form. All right? I am an honest human being, but I can tell them to buy Street Fighter VI. I can actually tell them to buy Street Fighter VI, and that makes me happy. That actually makes me happy. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Street Fighter isn't just a fighting game. It's a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody said that on Twitter at one point, and I agree with that completely. So. <clears throat> I mean, notation isn't bad, though I do hate it, and I'm still stuck on it. When I commentate Guilty Gear, I'm always like, nice 6P, nice 2K Do-D, interrupts him with the 2K Do-D, and I, oh, God, I hate the way it sounds. I hate the way it sounds. I mean, I'm going to try to say low kick in the sweep, low kick in the sweep, you know, but I don't want to be like, uh, uh, I mean, that's why Dr. Doom had the up super forever, right? <laughs> Oh, he got him with the up super. <laughs> That's why Leo has a flash kick. <laughs> what part of that is a kick? There's nothing Leo does in that move. That's a kick. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here calling it the Zvite, right? I'm actually calling it the Zvite and the Eins. I don't know what else to call that stupid move. I have no idea what to call uh, the, the Leo's rushes. Oh, man. Berserker Slash. Yeah, I definitely know some people just call it Berserker Slash. But it doesn't look like a Berserker Slash. Berserker Slash is this, right? I mean, come on. Oh, no, wait. That's Berserker Barrage. Berserker Slash is the one in UMVC3 that goes in front and back. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's why everybody calls it Berserker Slash. Hmm, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, dude. Shard Lab says, you made me have a flashback to combo tutorials that only list the names of the moves. Okay, all right. James Chen, spitting more facts, okay? James Chen, spitting more facts here. Can you please put the notation of the moves in your damn patch notes? Can you please put the notation for the move in your patch notes? Please, please. I beg you, I beg you, okay? I don't know what any of those moves are to find out it's the forward plus punch, okay? Please. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah. I basically have to figure out what the move is a lot of times by reading it, being like, why would they change this move that way, that move that way? Oh, that's probably a reference to this move. I see, that change makes sense. <laughs> Oh, man. Just put the notations there, please. Just put the notations there. God. What is this? Oh, no, no. That's right. Uh...
what is the new URL for this? There it is. There it is. When I first created the frame data for, oh God, see, look at this thing. When I first created the frame data for, uh, this is even more proof. This is even more proof. Like, look at this. Like, when I first created the frame data, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to see what limb they are using as a hint to find the input in Tekken, uh, says Art in the chat. Let me tell you something, as a human being who was born left-handed and changed to right hand, and now that I am extremely dyslexic between left and right, that I've actually pointed to the right like this and said, turn left. <laughs> no, no. This is the frame data tables that I created for the Shoryuken Wiki for Street Fighter 4. I literally put how the, the nickname of the move here as a column so that you can actually read it better over here. Look at this over here. Damage done. Meter game. Hit level. Cancelability. Startup. Active recovery. Total frames. Active on guard. Block stun. Blah, blah, blah. On air hit. Course hit. Oh, counter hit. Da, da, da. Throw invincible frames. All the stuff. I created columns for all of these things so that you could put in all the information. You know what I said? I said this table will scare people. And so on every single page, that same table is at the very top with only frame data here. I literally duplicated the table in two places of every wiki page that I made for Street Fighter 4 because I didn't want numbers to scare people and all this information and data here. And I created this table up here at the top so that people could see something far less intimidating and just pay attention to the little bits of information that might be useful to them. Again, I have been on this kick since the very, very beginning. Please give people information in a way that they can learn and make sure you try to provide it in as many different forms as possible. Like if you saw how, like, the way that I created that HTML, the way that I created that HTML, each of those rows on the smaller table has all the information in it. Just so you could copy that table and paste it in both locations, just change the header of what the table is and it picked the right information and put it out there so that I could copy and paste it from my spreadsheet to the wiki easily. In, with the same data, it just displays what's different in there. So again, it's the way it's always been, man. This has always been my MO. Teach fighting games in as many different ways as possible and provide it. And why I said on Twitter, numbers are scary. Because numbers are scary. I'm sorry. Like people who actually are like, what are you, stupid, James? Are you like six? Numbers aren't, numbers are scary, dude. Numbers are scary. Like people look at tables like that and they, they check out. There are a lot of people who look at tables like that and just, they're gone. They're out. So, any case, I've definitely rambled enough here. Uh, unless anybody has any other questions or any other points that they'd like to bring up. Uh, again, 
Yes, I know. I clickbaited. Is Tekken too hard? And I really wanted to take this into more of an, a, a discussion on how games themselves should actually te teach people, but it's the way that I am. <laughs> and you know what, Timo Sabe? I accept it. I accept that you say I'm wrong. I accept it. <laughs> I accept it. Because again, my whole mindset is that, you know, everybody learns differently. And we need to keep in mind all the different mentalities. So, Kimo Sabe, you're not wrong when you say I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, now everybody in the chat's telling me I'm wrong. All right, that's fair. Fine. Actually, you know what? Kimo Sabe, fair. You're right. I'm wrong. Okay. Snow Delay says, I also say you're wrong. Okay, that's fair. Demo Guy says, Good chat, but yeah, you're wrong. You know what? Fuck you, demo guy. How dare you sit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all good. No, you're right too, demo guy. You're right. You're right, demo guy. <laughs> oh, man. No, but thank you guys for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this again. And uh, definitely, uh, if you are enjoying this kind of content, uh, please continue to follow me on YouTube. Leave a comment in here if you have anything to say about, you know, what I'm talking about or even just talking about your experiences with Tekken and such. Uh, I would love to hear your experiences uh, on how you enjoyed learning Tekken and such. Uh, but in the meantime, we will find somebody to raid. Won't you find somebody to raid? Won't you find somebody to raid? Uh, let's see if we can find some, uh, I don't know, Snow Delay, with all of my accidental DPs recently, down, down button might not be so bad, to be honest with you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to raid over here? Well, how do my cats know? I just, I didn't even, I like, I haven't even done any of my standard, like, we're leaving kind of things, and now he's over here and he's meowing at me already. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. What a cute cat. I hope you guys could actually hear him uh, meowing over there. DreamHack Fighters is streaming Tekken right now. I'll send you guys over to DreamHack Fighters. So, uh, uh, definitely uh, tell them I said hi and enjoy some Tekken 7, competitive Tekken 7 at DreamHack Fighters. Adorable little kitty. kitty. And uh, we will see you next time. And uh, peace out. Take care. And uh, see you next week.